Yeah. And I think that is one of the key mentalities. It's like, if you really are starting from like, you, you think, hey, I don't have a lot of wealth and I want to change that. I think the number one thing you can do is change your mindset and say like, what can I do to delay that instant gratification? And the great thing about investing is little amounts that you can save make a massive difference over time. And that's the thing why uh, I love this podcast and I love some of the advice that we're giving is like, you don't need to you know, save massive amounts of money. You have to make small changes and they can make a massive difference. Welcome into the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for your career, your money, and where we learn from people that have done amazing things. Welcome into a money management edition of the Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, wealth manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside career advisor extraordinaire, interview coach, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? And everyone's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's up? Today's episode, we're talking about the mindsets that keep people poor and hold them back in their financial journey. So guys, you know, you guys, we've grown up together. You've seen, we've seen a lot of the same people that we know in terms of the struggle with money. But, you know, when you guys think of people that make poor money decisions, that one person, you're like, ah, they's bad with money. They kind of stupid. What sort of things come to mind? Like when you guys think of like people that just constantly are held down in their finances, like what sort of financial decisions do you see them making? They're not budgeting. Not budgeting. They're just running until that paycheck runs out. And then they're like, oh, I need more money. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I kind of respect it a little bit because it's like they're unfazed. It's like, (laughs) I have no money in my account. Won't go buy these cigarettes. It's, It's cool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, they, that's it? where they that's where they go to the couch in the change jar. Exactly. They're like, ah, ah don't worry, I'll have money in the, you know, a couple weeks from now. But yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, I was thinking like, don't you feel like it's the same? I have a couple friends, it's always the same excuses. And I'm just like, dude, like at some point you gotta figure it out. <laughs> like your money sit like I, I don't know if it's like credit card debt or like buying expensive clothes or like do you need those two hundred dollar pair of Jordans? Like no matter how much money I make, I still shop at Marshalls and Ross. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't buy expensive <laughs> shit except like I, I buy a nice car because I like having a reliable car, but like not random stuff. Yeah. yeah no, but I when you have a family too, a car is like, that's like, you know what I mean? It's non-negotiable. You got to have a dependable car. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, every now and then you can go buy a car for the family and all that, but we're talking about like people that constantly can't rise up in their financial situation. I think we all agree they're constantly buying stuff that doesn't get them ahead, right? Like they're just spending money on depreciating assets versus putting money into assets. They always find something to spend money on. The other one that I've seen, and uh, this is just because I've been in the profession, maybe it's not as common and maybe you guys don't see this as much, but the other person I see that struggles with money, the person that is like all about, I got to make money and I'm just going to make huge moves to get money. Like they almost are greedy to a sense where they risk it all on something crazy and they lose it. So I run into that a lot as well. Yes. The people that are less responsible and spending all the time, but also I've seen people lose their homes, lose their businesses because they put money into something 
that they thought was going to make the money and they lost it. That's super common. Do you guys see that as much in uh, your guys' everyday lives? Yeah, I have some friends that invested in Dogecoin. <laughs> Dogecoin wasn't so bad if you got in early enough, but yeah, the, all these people hopping on the train in the last like couple years, yeah. I should have kept my... I have a little Dogecoin, but I should have just... I should have holded. Yeah. No, but I, I, I've seen people that they, you know, they basically leveraged their home and lost it all because they thought the you know stock was going to be big or some investment was going to make it big and so that's the thing that i run into so it and so but there's a difference right between like that and then like taking a calculated risk right like exactly. leveraging your home to throw all in on a stock or crypto that's, yeah, that's a, a gamble right? that's, that's, ga- that's yeah, just freaking gambling yeah exactly. no, there is taking educated risk like when you buy stocks as you guys know like on this podcast we're open to like if you buy uh single position stocks or things that are a bit more risky just keep it in moderation make sure you try to keep it at the 10 percent level try not to go further than that and understand it's a risk but then there's just being stupid and just saying well, i'm putting this all on black and that's not going to work out well for you but for today's episode we're going to talk about the mindsets that hold people back and we're just going to go right into it first one and this is a, an important one, uh, not taking action. That I feel is a huge problem I see with people that can't get ahead. Procrastination when it comes to starting investing. Uh, in my job, I hear all the time like, oh, well, next quarter or next year, we're going to start this investing. We just got to just gotta think about it. And so I think one of the biggest things that holds people back is just not taking action. And then part of that, and I'm guilty of this, this is, I think, my biggest downfall is analysis paralysis. I can do tons of research on something before I take action. And it, I think that is a detriment to myself. So procrastination, paralysis, analysis, has that plagued you guys or have you guys seen it plague other people in their ability to build their wealth? Yeah. But the, the whole, I, I could spend years on analysis of stuff. I do it with everything though. Everything yeah, I, I feel buy, like you're, I, I, you're not, <laughs> I feel like we're kind of in the same boat. Like we'll, we will like, beat the dead horse is the saying just like we know it but we just want to keep we don't just don't feel confident sometimes we just need to keep learning more but well, yeah, and yeah. part of me i'm competitive i want to get the best deal i can on something like i don't you know what i mean if it's out there i'm gonna i'm getting the lowest price i possibly yeah, can. i'll yeah. research it and i'll do everything i can to see what that is yeah like i was thinking for me i, I take too long to th- like i don't know what what it is but if, for whatever reason i think people spend too much time thinking about why they shouldn't invest yeah. You know, like we, we go and we'll go and spend money on wherever. We'll go to nice restaurants. We'll go to buy nice clothes, quick decisions. But then when it comes to investing, it's like, well, I don't want to like lose out on a hundred bucks a month or 200 bucks a month. So I think that mentality has like plagued me a little bit. I've gotten better, but I think like for whatever reason, I think as humans, we're like wired to think differently about putting our money away and not getting something in return right away. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that goes part to like nobody financial stuff in the back when we should have been learning it when we were 17, 18. Cause it's like, you think about all those things and like all these great investment tips that we see from everybody that comes on that Lee gives a lot of it. These people really benefit when they start early because of the compound interest and things like that. And when you start later in the game, like our, I mean, we're not, our age isn't starting that late, right? When you get closer to 40 and that's when you're starting, it's a significant difference than when you start in your early 20s. Oh, exactly. Sure. You have to like save a ton more month in and month out to make up for that difference. So yeah, you're spot on. Like the sooner you start it, 
the better it is. Yeah, we don't want to make the bad investment decision, but like sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith. Like you feel like you've done good enough research, then pull the trigger. Don't just keep thinking about it. So tip number two is not having patience. Patience is a virtue, right? I think you all hear that. And it really is true with investing. Too many people, they see the market go down and they're out. I mean, so many people I know or heard of lost money during COVID because they thought everything was ending. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing our country has ever seen. We're all losing our money if it's in the stock market. That was a terrible decision and you didn't have the patience to see it through. Remember, anytime you get into an investing game, it's a long, it's a long haul thing, right? If you're investing and you're trying to make money um, and you're aggressively invested, you should have like a three, three-year window minimum, preferably a five-year window. So having patience. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts on what keeps you guys from being impatient when it comes to investing? Yeah, I mean, I've done that mistake with some of my investments where I FOMO in and I bought at the top and then I'm still waiting for it to get back up. <laughs> yeah. And some of them I, you know, I've sold because I'm like, oh, that's crashing. And then I figure out later, oh, wait, no, that didn't crash. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just learn, I think. And it's just experience. And I think that everybody's going to have their ups and downs, but it, overall, it's better to be in it than not. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think like patience, like, like that's the mindset you got to have, like, when you're going into any like investment that you're trying to make a good return from is like, Hey, I might buy this and I'm pro I might buy at the worst possible time. And I got to be okay with that. I got to ride this out because if I did my research properly and I, my convictions are there, I need to see this through. I mean, as you guys know, like I won't share anything that I've invested in, but you guys know some of the things I've invested in. And like, I didn't see returns for like a couple of years, few years sometimes and giving me a massive returns after that point. And it was a rough patch, right? And you second guess yourself and you're like, ah, that was a bad decision. I shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. And those feelings are natural, right? Anytime you get into something, the worst, you start seeing the worst case scenario play out and you doubt everything. And you got to remember, like I bought this for the long haul. You should yeah. always, you should always be investing for the long haul. Yeah. I should have kept my AMC shares for the long haul. They're yeah. actually pretty good. <laughs> you were wrong, Lee. People are going back you're 20, to the theaters. You're, 20, you're $25 of AMC shares? No, I had like 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I think that's what, the, don't they call that a whale? <laughs> it's big boy money right there. Yeah, that's a big uh, wallet. <laughs> yeah. No, the whole thing with it, I think that like, just to kind of piggyback on what Lee was saying and, and Sergio was saying, we have done this analysis and we go and we invest and we make these mistakes I think it's, it's also a good thing to look back and go, hey, what in my analysis want, triggered me to, to go for that one? And was that flawed? Was that like, because I've jumped in on some stuff that for flawed reasoning, like, oh, Mark Cuban's in this one. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. If Mark Cuban's in it, then that must be good, right? You know what I mean? Things like that. Like, I've learned that you don't listen to that bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing, guys, like, a, little, a little bit separate from the, what we're talking about in regards to patience, but like, do not follow the guru. Do not follow the guru. I keep track of a lot of financial gurus that are out there that are trying to pr make predictions and like buying into like crazy investments. And most of the time they're wrong. Okay. So because by the time that it gets out there and that person endorses it or whatever happens, it's like, everybody's heard it. There's a reaction in the market yeah. and then it's like, there's definitely going to be a dip or something after. You exactly. Know? But don't listen to the guru. Or um, the TikTok <laughs> financial. Or, or TikTok. You deserve to lose your money. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> It's just, it's in your destiny if you're getting- But where else are you supposed to go for good advice? 
You got to make sure. Well, go look for academic <laughs> people that are academic. People that are academics that there's actual uh, Nobel Prize winning research behind is what I I tend to listen to. I I don't listen. But I to thought people. they were all on TikTok. They are not on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> generally these people are too old <laughs> to be on TikTok. But just academic based investing, right? Make sure there's academic research behind whatever you're doing. Tip number three: thinking cash is king. Right now, this is a real common one that I see with clients that uh, I have. I've tried to tell them, hey, you can't be so defensive. And they're like, oh, but the market scares me and it makes, I don't like how it goes up and down. And they just, they just can't fully trust the investment process. And so they stay very defensive in their investing and it grows, but it doesn't, I mean, when you factor in inflation, that's the thing is like when you think cash is king, you kind of get your butt kicked by inflation. And we, had, we, and we just had a recent episode on like the impact of that, but cash is not king. Cash is not your friend, especially in this environment when so much money has been printed, right? Are you saying like it's, don't just have a bunch of cash sitting in the bank? Absolutely the not. Okay, that's what you're saying? You should have three to six months of cash in the bank. No more. It's an old that. school mentality, right? Having cash is king. I feel yeah, like that's kind of old school. And in this is, current environment, that's a losing game is cash. Absolutely. But you're right. That is an old school mindset. I think I definitely heard my grandparents say, oh, keep it in cash. Oh, my dad says it all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think my mom's kind of like, that. oh, cash is great. And it's got its purpose, but you don't want to overdo it. Well, for, for their era, I think it was. I think that, that that saying held true for their when they were in their prime and stuff. I think in the 70s, 80s, things like that, I think cash was king. Yeah. But still, inflation was there as well. But that's the thing is you just got to make sure that you don't overdo it on the cash. Keep a little bit and then realize inflation is a real thing. As we had a recent episode on, I think it was like 6.2% year over year was the last number we looked at. Means that if you had a dollar, you had about 93 and a half cents after this year. And we don't know if that's going to continue, but that just kind of shows you the power of just keeping your money in cash and shows you that cash is not exactly the end all be all. Tip Number four is to delay instant gratification. And I think that this is one of the key mindsets that, pe- that keep people from creating wealth and that help people get rich is can you delay what we were talking about in the beginning, delay those purchases that you want to make? I mean, can you delay that car purchase if it's not necessary? Can you delay going out to eat all the time back on maybe that big vacation you want? That is the key I think, to being able to come from a spot where you don't have much money, put a little bit money in the bank and then invest it because you were able to delay your instant gratification, keeping your eye on the prize of where you want to be in your financial future. Guys got thoughts on that one? Yeah. I mean, I think people underestimate the power of even a small investment. They think, because I don't have 200, I don't have 300 a month to do it. I'm just not going to do it. And they give up, right? So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that even if somebody's only got 50 bucks or 30 bucks or 40 bucks, whatever it is, right? Small amount, still invest it. You can still see value from that. It's not, you know what I mean? Rather than just say, screw it and not in it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, Lee, I see that a lot when you mentioned delaying gratification. I think for me, it's that I think that happens more than we even realize. It's like, do we really need this thing that we want to buy today or can we wait? Yeah. I think that's like a daily struggle for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And I think that is one of the key mentalities. It's like, if you really 
are starting from like you you think hey, I don't have a lot of wealth and I want to change that. I think the number one thing you can do is change your mindset and say like what can I do to delay that instant gratification? Do I find myself at the grocery store buying unnecessary things? Do I find myself running to the outlets and buying new kicks or shirts all the time or new golf clubs or whatever? Those are things that you got to just say like I got to make those small changes and the great thing about investing is little amounts that you can save make a massive difference over time. And that's the thing why uh, I love this podcast and I love some of the advice that we're giving is like, you don't need to you know, save massive amounts of money. You have to make small changes and they can make a massive difference. Number five, confusing needs and wants. Kind of just went over that. My wife is a great example. I love her to death, but she's like, I, we need, I'm going to tread lightly here. I'm going to tread lightly because this, this one might backfire me. The way you prefaced it scared us all, I think. Yeah, I know. I'm scared myself. She's like, we need a vacation. We need new cupboards. We need, and it's like, we don't need these things. We want these things, right? Let's Those like, wants. Yeah. let's, let's make a observation here of what we need. We need our insurance. We need our insurance to protect us. We need food, basic food. We don't need a vacation. We don't need a new car, although we might want those things. So be focused on your needs. Tip number six, try to keep up with the Joneses, the Instagram, the Facebook. I mean, we all want to have the picture. I mean, Sergio Patterson takes his, he's got that nice Tesla. He's like taking selfies with it. He's laying on the hood. He's yeah, posting. I've it seen on those his, posts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> shirtless, shirtless pics of uh, him on top of his Tesla for the gram. Right. How'd you guys uh, see all those? I, I, kept those my, I, thought, I thought those were private photos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. That's another thing. Like, don't be focused on everyone else. Because if you get laser focused on trying to keep up with everyone, you're going to end up in a worse financial situation. F- worry about you and your family, what's best for it. And don't try to play that game of like, oh, I got nicer stuff than they do. Because that's just not going to help you. And it really doesn't mean anything. So be focused on you. Uh, tip number seven. This one's a good one. Not being able to side hustle. Right. So a lot of people we run into, they're like, oh, well, I'm not making enough money. You can make great changes by number one, applying that 50, 30, 20, 50% essential expenses, 30% is your discretionary, and 20% you save. That is what I think everyone should live to. I adopt that in my own life. It's helped me massively. So if you don't have a plan right now, implement that one, 50, 30, 20. And then maybe you say, like, oh, well, I'm not making a lot. You should. Try to aim. I'm going to give you a number. If you feel like you don't make a lot of money, I know it's tough, but try to get a side hustle and try to save $700 a month. The reason I say $700 is I feel like a lot of people can cut out certain trips to uh, the restaurants or little vacations and save, you know, about 350 bucks. Maybe we save another 350 bucks from our side hustle, whatever it is, doing Instacart or Ubering, whatever. It's not, when you think about it like that, it's not unattainable. You just got to do a little bit more hustle. If I did the math on it, $700 a month for 20 years, say we get like a 9% rate of return from the stock market, that's going to go up and down. But let's just say over the long haul, we get that comes out to roughly $450,000. So as we talked about before, being able to make those small incremental changes makes a big difference. And then lastly, number eight, being too fearful or too greedy is what holds people back. This is a big one. I find constantly that people that are too scared to start investing 
or they get too scared when the market goes down and they take losses, that it really hurts them. And kind of going back to the beginning, being too greedy, right? People that leverage everything they have on a stock just to become rich. Those people way too often end up poor. The most from what I've seen, overwhelming majority, the people that are taking these big financial roll of the, the roll of the dice end up poor. So make sure that you stay somewhere in the middle. I think it's, I think a lot of times in life, like when you think of two polar opposite opinions and directions that you could go, a lot of times like that answer is like in the middle and you got to have a little bit of fear. You got to have, you got to be able to show caution in your investing, but you also need to be aware of greed and greed. If you focus on greed and just trying to make and take these massive risks, you will end up with no money. And I've seen that time and time again, guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed these tips today. Guys, anything to close? No, I was going to say, I think it's it's all good. I, I was thinking when you were talking about like the delaying gratification, I think we're in a society where everything's instant. So yeah. I think it's almost like a, it's, I think it's a big reason why people don't invest. Like one of the biggest is yeah. because it takes too long to get your money back when you Actually, have that, that short-term mentality. But think about the future, right? I think we'll end with this. Like think about the future. Think about the good you can do for you and your family by saving. All right, guys, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.